This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Some news being made tonight, no doubt, by Donald Trump, the president. Uh, he's going live to the nation because uh, he wants to, I guess, get this wall built and uh, he cites security reasons and uh, an emergency type of edict. And so uh, it'll be interesting. It'll make Dems' heads explode, but uh, that's all part and parcel of the current landscape. That's uh, on the other side of the border. And Reggie Giacchini, uh, he's in Washington with Global News. He'll be reporting to us after 5 o'clock. We've got our panel as well. It was somebody else who crossed the border today. Jerry Diaz, ahead of Unifor, went to Detroit, General Motors headquarters, trying to, uh, I guess, have a fruitful discussion in terms of saving the 2,500 or so jobs in Oshawa. The plant's slated to close at the end of this year. Uh, and although it's being, I guess, uh, couched in other terms that there's sort of a winding down of sorts, uh, Let's find out exactly what took place in the meeting and what's on plan from General Motors' perspective. David Patterson is the Vice President of General Motors Canada, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio. Mr. Patterson, good to have you on board. Good afternoon. Thank you, John. So tell me in a nutshell, uh, any idea what transpired at this meeting and what was said by both parties? Yeah, the meeting went a lot longer than probably planned. And uh, what we really focused on uh, with the union, uh, first of all, unfortunately, the proposals that they brought forward, we, we examined them in detail, but they really didn't work economically. They all increased costs and didn't really help get at the, the fundamental problems uh, that we faced. And so we would have loved to have solutions that worked. Unfortunately, we didn't. So what we focused on in the meeting was uh, asking Unifor to work with us to uh, really sit down and look at how we can plan through this next year with a focus on taking care of our people. We let them know that uh, we've been approached by 20 employers in the uh, GTA area that have identified uh, 5,000 jobs and would like to hire the workers there. And we have in our contract some very generous provisions for our employees. So half of the employees in the, uh, in the plant now of the 2,600 will be eligible for a General Motors pension uh, retirement. So that would give them sort of a monthly uh, uh, base of, of pension uh, between three and $4,000 a month. Plus, under the contract, they get $50,000 or $60,000 in a lump sum payment. Plus, they get a voucher for a new car. Plus, we will pay for the retraining and work for uh, uh, the ability to place them in new jobs. And so we think that uh, that's just a basis for uh, discussion, probably find even more generous solutions than that. We asked Unifor to work with us to try and focus on getting new jobs for those workers at the end of this year uh, and make that our priority. All right, but the viability of the plant itself in Oshawa is non-negotiable. What we said is that we've looked at all of those uh, different options. Uh, we have eight different plants identified as part of this General Motors restructuring, four in the United States, one here. And uh, the company needs to be able to do the restructuring to be able to be successful going into the future. So we indicated that none of the proposals, unfortunately, that had been brought by forward are really economically viable. And we asked the union to focus now on our people and to see what we can do to help them transition to uh, their next careers. Right. And Mr. Diaz, he's been on in the past, certainly since this uh, first surfaced back in late November. Uh, and the prospect of, say, shape-shifting production there in the plant to autonomous or electric vehicles. Uh, why is that not plausible? Well, the, the, the fundamental issue is that we have too many plants for the production and the, the volume that people are buying in North America. We've seen a massive shift away from large cars 
towards SUVs and larger vehicles. And what we produce in the Oshawa plant is large cars. We've only been running at about 30% capacity. The plant can produce uh, all kinds of different technology, but if there's no demand in the market for the types of things that are available, you can't just make them economically. And that's the situation we've been in. We, we discussed that. We announced that back in November. Um, that's an unfortunate. I wish that would change, but it won't. We have to face that reality, and we think that the best thing we can do in that circumstance is to take care of our people. And because we've got a really strong base economy right now, there's an opportunity to help those workers get ahead and to plan their training, work with their families to decide what their next career might be. And we'll pay for a lot of that with some very, very generous uh, packages. Uh, but we we need to really sit down as the next stage with Unifor and do that, and that'll take some time. All right. And so I'm guessing Jerry Diaz has been resistant to that aspect. He'd like to salvage jobs in automotive production, which, again, he stated that he thinks because there's flexibility built into the assembly lines in Oshawa, uh, they could easily accommodate different types of models, including, as I said, autonomous or electric vehicles. And you're saying that doesn't make economic sense? Yeah, what what we responded to today was a whole variety of different uh, suggestions that were made by Mr. Diaz. We have great respect for him. But if the proposals don't economically wash, it's not something that you can really proceed with. We would love to fill that plant with electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles. We just don't have an available new product to be able to put in that plant. And when you do put a product in a plant, it costs an investment of somewhere between half a billion and a billion dollars, and it takes about a year of planning to do that. So in the future, there may be new uh, products. Right now, there aren't for the plant. The plant's been running at below 30% capacity recently. Um, And so we have to face up to that, and we felt uh, that it's time to look at what we can do together to focus on taking really good care of our employees. Are there other economic considerations uh, apart from uh, what you've cited here, for example, labor costs, hydro rates, taxes that make it more uh, economically viable to build, for example, in Mexico? This is Mr. Diaz's contention. Yeah, the, uh, the the fundamentals of public policy and, and the like trade, th- those were not factors in this. This is a, a set of decisions that's affecting eight different plants, including four in the United States. Um, it's an it's a issue of capacity against the demand in the marketplace, and it's an issue of an industry that's transforming and being disrupted. And what our company is trying to do is to transform and get ahead of that. We've become Canada's largest engineering software and R&D company in automotive, um, and that's been a, a legacy of the last 10 years. Um, and so we're really uh, investing in Canada. We're, we're not going anywhere. We still have our Cami plant that produces the Chevrolet Equinox. We still have our St. Catharines plant. We're going to continue to build where we sell, and we're going to continue to actually move to the new technology in Canada. But this is part of that transformation. It's tough for all of us. And when you go through a transformation like this, we're, we're lucky we have fully funded pensions, and we're lucky that we can offer some very, very generous benefits, and we're willing to increase those if Unifor will sit down with us. All right, so that's still negotiable. But uh, the other thing you alluded to earlier, where GM's been contacted by about 20 large employees, or employers rather, across Durham region and the GTA, interested in hiring GM workers for up to 5,000 positions. Any idea what the nature of that work is and what the wage rate might be? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a range of uh, different uh, types of, uh, of provisions uh, or, or types of jobs, some of which will require um, apprenticeships and training, which are provided by some of those employers. Uh, for example, our own uh, GM dealers who need technicians. They will pay for 
a retraining program for someone who builds the cars to now service the cars. They'll pay for their training and they'll hire them immediately. Uh, we have need for about 300 in that area. We have other areas of a new employment to do with the uh, Darlington refurbishment in Durham region. We have a big manufacturer in the GEA that, uh, GTA that is looking to hire new workers. So there's a variety of new jobs and what we're uh, planning to do is to have a number of job fairs and we have a coalition of four community colleges uh, that are going to come together to provide the training and we'll pay for it. All right, and these are steady full-time jobs. Yeah, there's a range of, of them. The, the ones I'm talking about are indeed, um, but uh, they're not one size fit all. There's going to be a variety of different jobs, and that's the whole purpose now to give people a chance to look at that. You know, uh, Mr. Diaz, I guess, you know, I can understand his frustration when he uh, tweets or Unifor does that if GM expects Canadian consumers to remain loyal to GM, they need to be loyal to GM Canada workers and keep building vehicles in Oshawa. Uh, he specified Oshawa. Is there any consideration that perhaps uh, this would affect, say, your consumer base, uh, or how do you perceive that? Well, we, we have a, a very strong and loyal consumer base. We've got Canada's best dealership network. They employ about 23,000 people across Canada. Uh, part of the transition here is to offer each one of those workers that are eligible to retire uh, a, a car voucher incentive to buy a new car. Um, and uh, also big lump sum payout uh, benefits and uh, ongoing benefits um, as well. So uh, we want to treat our people fairly. We want people to uh, continue to support our product, um, and we think we can, but uh, really our number one priority right now is to support our people. I appreciate your time very much this afternoon. Thanks for it. Thank you very much, John. Okay. David Patterson, Vice President of General Motors Canada. And so uh, effectively what he was saying is, uh, Mr. Diaz went to Detroit, and uh, ain't no good news uh, coming from him, although I'm anticipating he'll join us a little later in the program, and uh, he just wrapped his press conference subsequent to that meeting with the, the folks in headquarters in Detroit while uh, Diaz was back in Windsor. A uh, little later in the program, we'll get to that. We'll go stateside. Uh, Reggie Giacchini, the Washington Bureau producer with Global National, is going to join us after the news coming up in moments to speak to what Donald Trump has on plan with his message to the nation later on tonight. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Stream on Stack TV.